Grace, mercy, and peace to you, God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Our text for this day is Philippians chapter 1. Here again the part that reads, Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear that you are standing firm in one spirit and in one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel, and not frightening in anything by your opponents. This is a clear sign for them of their destruction, but of your salvation that is from God. You may be seated. Well, the week of September 11th was hard for me. Should have been the week that I was able to, well, get up, caught up in my work and also plan ahead. Instead, I ended up two days in bed. I moved my shut-in visitations to protect them, only doing what I needed to get done. And I knew my attitude stunk and failed at looking at things in the realm of faith, knowing that God works all things for the good of those who love him. I'm not as gifted as my wife. We all want things to be free of challenges, free of disappointments, free of troubles. We want, we pray, we may even demand that our lives would improve. And so today we look at Paul's letter to the Philippians. Paul has joy in the midst of his troubles and encourages the Philippians and therefore also encourages us in the same way of life. So how can he have this joy? Let's look at our text. Paul shares his trouble with the Philippians. He's imprisoned. And if you would read the part of the text that's not read for today, you would find that there are those who are taking advantage of Paul's imprisonment, preaching from envy and rivalry, hoping that they can go ahead and afflict Paul and disturb him, make it difficult in his imprisonment. Oh, you understand how this goes. You see it at work, you see it at school, you see it in your retirement. You get injured, fail a test, look forward to finally retiring, and then when you can't, somebody's right there to fill in in the spot that you wanted, or that you had, and maybe even rubbing your face in it a little bit. And even if they didn't, it's easy for us to feel hurt and stunned and jealous, snubbed, that we didn't get what we wanted, that we didn't get to do what we wanted to do, and they are. And either way, we find ourselves miserable. But Paul, he sees his life, his troubles in the context of the gospel and sees the evidence before him. He's in prison for Christ and everyone knows it. It doesn't stop him from declaring what Christ has made him to be. Everyone knows it, including the imperial guard. He keeps on sharing while he's in prison and by others, or by it, others are emboldened 
to keep on sharing that good news without fear. They gain an attitude that if Paul can do it, so can I. So first Paul looks at what others are doing and what he cannot do, all in the context of the gospel. Paul is in prison and others are free then to share the gospel. He takes notice of their attitudes, some out of love, emboldened to carry out the work, and others out of envy, rivalry, self-ambition, thinking that they to afflict rather than to encourage. And what does Paul do? Rejoices in the gospel that it is being shared and proclaimed. Paul faces death. And his work is in the context of the gospel. He makes it clear that it would be better if he was dead. If he, were de- if he had died, he could be with Christ. That would be far better. But since he remains, it means fruitful labor for him, especially for the Philippians, and therefore, by extension, for us as well. He rejoices as he shares and writes to the Ephesians, to the Philippians, to the Colossians. And on behalf behalf of Philemon. Therefore Paul encourages us and the Philippians. For we have our own troubles. And we are invited to see our whole lives in context of the gospel. Today each one of the readings deal with having a gospel perspective on where people are at. In the parable, everyone gets the same no matter how much they worked. Those that worked in the heat of the day and those that just worked a few hours. For those that worked in the heat of the day, there's a jealousy that sets in. But the point is that the Master, and therefore God, is generous and that's how the reign of God works God gives what he promises in the Old Testament Isaiah calls his people to seek the Lord it would be easy to think that the wicked would have since they have made their own bed they should sleep in it but the call of the gospel is God's compassion and pardon so how do we face when the others get advantage It'd be easy for us to see how people get ahead, but our, and our old Adam doesn't want us to thank God for the good things that have happened to others. Our sinful nature tries to avoid that God is faithful to his promises. So how do we face our own want and the blessing of others? It is to face it in the gospel. Sometimes death is a long time in coming for some people. Sometimes God allows people to live very long lives. They're faced with uselessness. Think about Paul. Two years in prison, possibly facing death. What's his attitude in the gospel? To remain in the flesh, he writes, is fruitful labor for me. What about our elderly, the ones that are shut in? How can we help them to see that there is still fruitful labor in the gospel? 
to encourage them in their witness, to encourage them in prayer. From prison, Paul still encourages the Philippians by saying, I know that through your prayers, listen to that, through your prayers, and then goes on, and the help of the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ, this will turn out for my deliverance. Deliverance? He's going to end up dead. Oh yes, deliverance. Because in the gospel, you can't lose. If you live, the gospel gets shared. If you die, you're with Jesus. So either way, you're with Jesus. Christians can't lose. So encourage them to pray. Not just to pray, but also to share the gospel so that everyone around knows us. And we know why God has allowed them to remain in this life. And as we face our own troubles, even our enemies, we face them in the gospel. There are a lot of people in this world, and it seems to be increasing in this country as well, that are afraid of sharing the gospel, even afraid of living the Christian life, are afraid of being seen with other Christians. You ever notice that others don't see your affiliation with a church and the members of a church in a positive way? As if to say, you know, your Christian friends are holding you back. Your Christian life, it's so restrictive. Or something like, you know what, I'd never go to that church. They say this to shame you away from your association from one another and from Christ. Paul has them overcome. The Philippians overcome their fears by the gospel. And what does that mean for us? Standing firm in one spirit, he writes. Striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. Not frightened in anything by your opponents. This is a clear sign to them of their destruction. Yeah. Their destruction, or excuse me, the fighting with you will end. And if they don't turn to Jesus, it's their destruction. And then Paul adds, but of your salvation. Now, if you read that in English, it sounds kind of weird. This is a clear sign of their destruction, but of your salvation. We would put an and there, wouldn't we? But Paul doesn't. In the Greek, you'd even have a stronger but, like a however, but he doesn't use that either. There's a distinction as if to say, you know what, don't gloat over other people's destructions and failures. But their demise is to your advantage. Why? It's his last words, that your salvation is from God. It's not from your striving, it's not from your striving side by side. It's not from being frightened. But it is your salvation. Your salvation. That's your advantage. And that's the gift that is given to Sophia this day. The blessing of the gospel, to rejoice in it through faith. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. So rejoice in it. Rejoice in all circumstances, in your life, in your challenges, in 
the way you have to face all the things that make you afraid, even in the face of death. Look at it through the gospel. The confidence that you and I have is a clear sign of our salvation. Amen. The peace of God that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus.